Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks okay, can't just rolled your eyes at me. One last one last check. You rolled your eyes at me. I know. It would be it's funny. funny. <laughs> oh, fine. Uh, we might as well just roll into the episode. Uh, Jack's talking about becoming a Torch Song singer, and I get to be the backup. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, because when we're doing the radio, when we're doing the tests to hear the test levels, the sound levels, I sing and whatever I do. And, and I thought my voice was quite melodious there. And I said, oh, I should be a Torch Song singer. And uh, you could be my backup, yeah. and I could just see one eye, and he literally <laughs> rolled his eyes backwards. I have a mountain of pillows and boxes between us to kind of dampen the sound to turn the well. He's the basement making into best sound use booth. of the clutter, is yeah, what yeah, he's doing. Yeah. Strategic use of the clutter. St- strategic use of the clutter, because in the doom room, as my as this basement room is uh, affectionately referred to, the doom room has uh, all everything. <laughs> Yeah, sure does. So around him, there's a there's a KitchenAid mixer in the uh, stand mixer in the box. There's a bag from Gucci with Gucci bags in it. There's a pillow. There's uh, uh, cardboard boxes. There's aluminum pans. There's a clock. There's a cappuccino machine. There's a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want you to just—it's like make a deal. (laughs) It is like make a deal. Yeah. All right. Two things. Um, One. When I called over to Greendale to make a reservation the other night, it was the very end of the day. Yes. And I called and I said, what's your last tea time? And the nice woman on the phone said, it's at 6.20. And I said, ooh, I can be there in about 6.30. They're like, that's fine. So when I got there, there was an older gentleman behind the desk. And uh, I said, oh, I just called and spoke with the lady. And he's like, "Uh, I'm the only one who's been here. I've done this twice now. It's an older guy, and on the phone, he sounds like a woman. And I was like, and I was halfway up the second fairway, and I was like, I did it again. I, I was like, no, 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 there was a woman here. He's like, I'm the only one who's been working here. I love the fact that you said, I spoke to the woman, and he says, I'm, I'm the, the only, only one working here. And you argued with him. Yeah. I, well, I, I, well, I said, well, no, I spoke with a woman. Because in person, he doesn't sound that feminine. But. I don't know. So, do you get why I was was embarrassed? Oh, I understand exactly why you were yeah. embarrassed. And so I, of course, I, this poor guy, you know, I've done it to him twice all now. The time. I did this to him last year, and I was like, "No, I spoke with a woman on the phone. I'm the only one who's been working here." Uh, okay, well, I have the six twenty, and I, I left, and I was like, "I guess that's him." Well, but he sounds really—he doesn't sound as female in person. I misgendered him. Well, for years, and I mean, obviously, I have this nasal whatever voice I've got, and for years and years and years, I people always when I'd answer the phone, they just, "Hello, ma'am," or they thought yeah. when when I was growing up at the house, my. Uh, uh, they always just assumed that I was my mother or my sister. Yeah, so. you've told me that. The yeah, other thing yeah. was coming down um, on the Beltway. I didn't use Waze, and I was like, you know, I always put that in there, and I stress about an accident. and So I didn't put it in, and then there's an option where you can get on and take the express lanes for $15. <laughs> yeah. It's all of eight miles for $15. I was like, fuck that. So I'm cruising along, and all of a sudden, once you get past that, I see crash left two lanes closed ahead and i'm like fuck and watching the people in the express lanes who opted for the 15 bucks and i'm like i don't know it's just too much money 
sat there and sat there. Suck it. They had an accident in the express lanes. Oh, that's And they funny. were sitting there right beside us. They It took them just as long for $15. So it was like, suck that's it. That's pretty funny. I was out and about. I had to drive around today for work. And uh, if you're not familiar with the D.C. area, the Beltway is 495. The highway that runs from the Beltway into the city is 395. And then all of those connect to 95. So I, had, I was on... Three ninety-five coming into the city, and right before you get to the river to cross into the into the district, mm-hmm. you have the option of getting on the uh, I guess it's the fast lane, hot yeah, lane. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Hot lanes, right? And just to go across the bridge because once you get up, once you cross the bridge, you're off the you're off the fast lane. Ten dollars. It said it. Ten dollars and five cents. Yeah. So, and there were people getting on it. Yeah. They're willing to pay ten dollars yeah, to save like just, five minutes. Not even that. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, I understand if you're in an vital emergency or whatever, but I I cannot imagine myself ever having enough money in my life to be willing to blow dumb, money uh, like yeah. that. I don't know. The, the and, one, and I'm a spendthrift. Yeah, you are. You sure are. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's yeah, we look no, at this room full of yeah, crap. Yeah, it's exactly. about value in there. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so those people in the express lanes, they yeah. the fifteen bucks for nothing. <laughs> I I know. Made me feel good. Yeah, I know that there's people who just they don't even bother. They're just on the fast lane. Yeah, just in well, the I think lane. a lot of hot people lanes. they're hot, hot lanes, hot lanes, the express lanes, express lanes. But, uh, some people their businesses, yeah, their businesses pay for them. You know, and they don't I care. I know, but it's so expensive, ridiculous, and it and it's not it it uh, it it's got surge pricing. Yeah. So like, there's times when I've seen that sign that goes that br- it's just literally you can get on it right in Pentagon City, mm-hmm. right at Pentagon City, and nope. it comes off on the other side of yeah. the of the of the ocean. That's ridiculous. Of the river, and I've seen it. Dollar, I've seen it three dollars, ten dollars and five cents. Yeah, fuck traffic. Let's talk yeah. murder. Murder. Well, you. This is one of your. Well, you love Paul Winfield. Winfield. I do. So this do. is. Uh, we're back with City Confidential. City Confidential. This is uh, episode uh, season eight. Season eight. Episode seven. Episode seven. Till death do us part. Till death do us part. Okay, so we are in the Iron City of Pittsburgh. I think of. Pittsburgh is being a very crimey city. Paul Winfield says otherwise. No, I don't. No. No, you don't think that way? I, I don't think any any downtown area, any urban area, you're going to have a chance of crime in a in a, in a run-down-y type area. But I, I think Pittsburgh on the whole is not a very crimey area. Well, we're in the suburbs of Pittsburgh. We are in a place called Ross Township, and it's November 1994. 94? And they are very unused to murders in this town. Maybe once a decade, we hear. Oh, my goodness. So dispatchers were surprised when they got a phone call of a woman who had drowned in her own hot tub. And at first, they had no reason to suspect foul play. This is Gary Waters. He's from the Ross Township Police Department. Our community, homicide is uh, a rarity. We might have a homicide every 10 years here. So it's Sunday, November 6th. And according to Tim of Tim and Mary Bizkowski fame, they came home, they had a nice meal, they put the kids to bed, and then he and Marianne decided they were going to have some drinks and sit in the hot tub. Hey, that sounds like a good time. It sounds like a good time, right? So at 12.45 a.m., their neighbor Wesley, Simple, gets a phone call. It's Tim. He said there's something wrong with his wife. So Wes races next door. Red flags. Ding, 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 ding. This is one big red flag. He races next door, and there's Tim standing next to the hot tub, and Marianne is in the tub. She's apparently dead. She's apparently drowned. And she's sitting up, and... 
Tim explained to Wes that he had gone inside to take a shower, and Mary elected to stay outside. And after about an hour, he came back out to check on her, and there she was. Here's bum, Wes. Bum, bum. Supposedly they both had some wine before they went into the hot tub. And the glasses were sitting outside by the hot tub. But she was sitting on in the hot tub. Her head was above the water. She was a dead weight. Yeah, uh, did you see the crime scene photos of the paper cups that they were drinking the wine out of? <laughs> and the pack of cigarettes and the lighter. Yeah, it looks so, chef. You can drink wine in the hot tub. Don't drink out of paper cups. Really? Those were like Dixie Riddle cups. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you have Dixie Riddle cups? You know what we did, but mom would be mom. <laughs> we had a little dispenser in the bathroom and everything. Yeah, so do we. But mom would mom got very upset if you only used the cup once. Yeah, you had to reuse them. And and it was like, I, I want the that. next joke. Knock knock. Who's there? Amos. Amos who? A mosquito bit me. That was one of the riddles on oh the Dixie Riddle Cup. Yeah. Well, as I guess as a kid, you think that's funny. I don't know. So Wes said that Marianne was sitting in the tub with her head out of the water, and Tim just stood there while Wes tried to pull her out of the tub. Instead of helping out, Describe, Tim goes inside. Described, in the description, it's dead weight. Yeah, it yeah, was kind of a little on the nose. It's so horrible that that's funny, but I, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm laughing at the... Uh, uh, the unusual choice of words yeah, strange in situation. choice of words yeah so uh tim goes in and he makes a phone call but not to 911 he calls his parents and I- so west can't get marianne out so then eventually west goes in and calls 911 i start realizing it's odd why why was i talking to 911 why did he call me first you don't call a neighbor and your parents then you call for the the paramedics that's right, Wes. You don't call your parents and your neighbors before calling 911 when your wife has drowned in the hot tub. I am just so... Immediately, he's like, what the fuck? But actually, the horrible part... This is horrible. He wasn't strong enough to pull that woman out of the out of the hot tub? Yeah. I don't know. Wes wasn't a very big guy. He had like a twirled mustache, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, uh, a little quick fact. Uh, if I haven't told the good company in the car listeners before the time my sister tried to kill me, yeah. When uh, did I tell that story? No. Oh, it's okay. We're gonna go off but on a I side can note. Kind of relate. <laughs> We're gonna go off on a side note. So I'd gone down to visit my sister, and it was just she and I in the boat on the lake, Lake Weir, and uh, outside of Ocala. And we're having a great time. We're having a great time. In my mind, I can still swim like a little otter. Yeah. And the reality is, is that I can't. No. Because I'm, I'm. Oh wait, you have, I think you have told me this, but not on the podcast. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little heavy now. So uh, we'd gone out to this section of the lake that had a sandy point, and when the water's down, it it has a beach because you know the water's down, so the sand's exposed. Mm-hmm. And we were there, and Christy had, for some reason had gone out a little bit or whatever, and in my infinite wisdom. I thought I could swim to the boat. Right. Well, there was a little bit of a wind. Yeah. And I'm swimming towards the boat, and as I'm swimming towards the boat, the boat is getting further away from me. And she's me. in the boat. She's in the boat. Is this where she says you can make it? You can make it. And she also <laughs> goes, go back. Just go back. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. And... um. And to uh, to illustrate the point that it wasn't that deep, she jumps off the back of the boat holding her cup up in the air <laughs> I can see because doing she doesn't think the water's that and deep. It is, and it is, uh, you're both now out of the boat. We're both now out of the boat. Now, of course, it was really easy. She was right there. She was able to get right back in the boat. But I couldn't get... I was, I, uh, was panicking. Yeah. I basically was panicking. It was starting to drown. Because there was just enough wind. I couldn't get to... I, 
I tried to turn around and go back. I even started going underwater uh-huh. to try to swim. And for whatever reason, I was not making any headway. Any headway. <laughs> and I start, I'm screaming at her to come get me. And she's arguing with me. She's not listening <laughs> to like me. Kind of like how I argued with she's, the guy at the golf shop that exactly. he's a woman. <laughs> and she's arguing. She's not listening to what I'm saying. And I'm like, would you throw me a fucking life? You know, like, yeah. I, you know, all, all of these things. And she finally gets the boat over to me mm-hmm. and I'm able to get my arm. And I, and I of course, start laughing mm-hmm. because I'm like, I've never been so, so- close to death as I was in that particular <laughs> At moment. The hands of your sister. And of course, my sister's like, you killed my buzz, yeah. which is really funny. <laughs> a guy was spotting me, spotting for me at the gym one time I was trying to do do a chest press bench press and uh on the third one i'm like i don't got this he's like you got this i'm like i, I don't uh, hell he's like no 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 man you got this you got this i'm like i i, I don't got this I'm about, <laughs> and I'm, my arms are sorry I'm, I'm about to completely lose control and he's like f- with one hand he lifts it up i'm like next time i say i don't got this i really don't got this really? i'm not like you guys and she said later she's she said to me later she's like it was her fault you know she was saying i didn't listen to you as mm-hmm. a captain i didn't listen to you you told me what i said she goes she goes, but what was going through her head, I can't pull him out of the water. Okay. Yeah. She knew I was too big for her you would be dead weight. to pull me out of the <laughs> you were, water. You two were almost literally dead weight. I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what made me tell the story. So the paramedics show up, and what does Tim do? He goes upstairs, changes his clothes. They're still on the back deck trying to revive her. He walks out with one of those gigantic green bottles of california burgundy is hey, telling hey, everybody hey, hey, hey. i know i'm not wine shaming them and he says she drank half of this bottle and she had 13 beers so i guess tim counts counts marianne's drinks Someone's so here's to. wes again the paramedics were out on the deck with her uh, he runs over to the refrigerator pulls out a big jug of wine and said marianne drank half of this well, then he went to tell also that she drank 13 beers that night and I, I just thought that was real strange. Why did he pull out the wine and show everybody that that's what she had been drinking? Now? Yeah, I don't think Wes particularly likes Tim. I get the well, feeling that I, I roll. think before <laughs> this, I think before this, think? everything was cool because no one suspected that anything was that messed up. Yeah. I do have research. Okay, good. I have some so, research. So Tim's parents now show up. The mom, Tim's mom seems annoyed. She's not distressed. She's annoyed. Tim says, oh, well, we argued, mom. And I went inside. And when I came back out, and then he says, I hope they don't pin this on me. Now, this is where we get some audio. And I I, I believe it's from uh, the uh, detective. And he's in a jail in front of a bunch of glazed tiled jail cells but anyway this is what he says tim was in the kitchen and his mother and father walked in and uh, his mother seemed almost agitated she seemed uh, angry and she said to him what happened and he began to tell her about her drinking and they had this uh, quarrel but then they had made up and everything was okay and then he came back outside a short time later and found her unconscious in the hot tub and during this discussion, he got very, uh, very nervous, and uh, he said, I don't want any of them trying to pin this on me. And she was lying on the deck just a few feet away, and they were attempting to revive her, and he was talking about, worrying about if this was going to be pinned on him. You get the feeling the mom later on when we find out this is so this is so straightforward. I'm like, why do we even cover this? This is paint by numbers, right, right, dumb right, right, shit. Right, right, right. And I'm like, this is uh, and and you almost feel like the mom's like, not again, 
Oh, oh, oh Tim, not again. <laughs> not again. But so Officer Gary Waters, who we met earlier, is shocked. I wonder, though, I'm, I'm not trying to be defensive of this guy I mean, at this people, particular moment. People react but differently. How, people react differently. But it's like... I am pretty in in super 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 stressful situations. Uh, you, you're good. I'm quiet. You you you've told me and you you, you handle it. But this no, is no, your... no, but no no no. But I mean like the death of, of a loved one or whatever. Right, right. I, well, he wasn't I'm, being I quiet. Quiet. He wasn't being quiet. He was chatting, but he was nervous okay. and he wasn't emoting at all. Everybody it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. Not, not. I would. Not. I would. Yeah. You you just. I it's just such an interesting. I guess you know okay. mindset. To Go, me. Gary. This guy just supposedly went through a. You know, you find his wife dead in a hot tub. He's supposed, he's supposedly devastated. Not him. Not him. He was cool, calm, and collective. I didn't see any emotion with this guy. I'm like, where's the tears? Where's the devastation here? It's not there. Did you catch this? He was cool, calm, and collective. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm policing the shit out of that. Good for you. So now Officer Waters turns his attention to the hot tub, and this is what he finds. Inside the hot tub, her glasses were on the bottom. Her hair tie, they put her, girls get in the hot tub, they put their hair up. That's floating. The thermometer for the hot tub is, is broken in half. There was a white handkerchief in the hot tub. That definitely arose suspicion there. So if Tim thought he was going to get away with this, he's got another <laughs> thing coming. <laughs> First of all, murdering spouses out there, Nobody drowns in the tub. This is our third drowning in a tub or a hot tub where the spouse just doesn't think it through. People don't drown in bathtubs. People don't drown in hot tubs. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Nearly as often as people think that, yeah, Never. Yeah, yeah. It's never that. Right. So they get the autopsy report, and she has all kinds of trauma to her body. She's got a, a blow to the head, a significant blow to the head. She's got bruises. The backs of her legs are black. This girl was... Had trauma to the head, to the back, her legs, and her legs were all black and blue. This was internal trauma to the top of the head, a lot of trauma around the neck from strangulation when he was trying to kill her. And this is completely inconsistent with her just slipping under the water because she drank too much. Do you think maybe it has something to do with why he wanted to leave her in the water? Because of the hot tub, maybe cooking her a little bit. I mean, I, I know that sounds gross. No, but I, I, I don't. That... I think this this was an extremely poorly thought out murder. So while the circumstantial evidence is piling up, another key bit of evidence is handed over courtesy of Tim's dad. <laughs> so the prosecuting attorney said it, it's going to be um, the detective. I'm sorry. They're like, what? A, what a tragedy. Those three kids upstairs in the morning, they're going to find out. Their mom's gone. And the neighbor says, that's their stepmom. <laughs> and then Tim's dad helpfully offers up, oh, yes, his first wife died, too, in a kind of a similar fashion. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, so, I'm, I'm curious, though, but by the choice of words, if the, the father is on the side of the son or not. I don't think he is. I think they were just, yeah. they were used to, I, I don't know. I suspect Tim did a lot of shit growing up and they were used to just like, I don't know. But oh, this is the first Tim's time. Tim's pulling his shit again. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? He just yeah, seems yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. problematic. And um, we see him and a picture of him with his first wife. Two things. That white sweater with the blue turtleneck that oh. he's wearing. Oh my God. That was, it was a was, sign of the 80s. Oh, it's so bad. And his first wife, she too had a really bad perm. She didn't deserve to die for it. But did you see those yeah. perms? They were very uh, of their age. Oh. 
So the cops let him go for the time being because they had to get their shit in order. In the interim, Tim keeps a pretty low profile until Marianne's funeral. Here is Marianne's aunt, Ruth Schulman, and she fucking hates Tim and who doesn't. Listen to how he, she describes his behavior at the funeral. He rode in the, in the limousine with Pat and Lou and John, Marianne's parents and brother. Tim sang every song. He never missed a word on all the prayers. He was a very, very dutiful Catholic that day, which was a very hard thing to be under those circumstances, but he was he managed to uh, do it. By that time, we all believed that he had murdered Mary Ann. I thought she was going to strain an eyeball with that eye. <laughs> I thought she was going to pull a muscle with that eye roll there at the end. But yeah, he's front and center. He's absolutely shouting the Hail Marys. And that's going to throw all the dogs off the scent, right? I'll just show up at the, the funeral. But again, he wasn't, he wasn't emotive. He just he went through the mass and he said every prayer. You know what I mean? The way she yes. did, it oh, just sounds yeah. super fake. So on November 15th, the DA's office has Tim arrested for first-degree murder, and he's taken into custody. Dun-dun-dun! Two, <laughs> two days after he's taken into custody, the authorities in Greensboro, North Carolina, where his first wife died, decided to reopen the case. I wonder why. I wonder why. So they very quickly also charged him with first-degree murder. So back in Pittsburgh, news gets out that they've got a person accused of committing murder not once, but twice. Paul makes a clunky Jerome Bettis reference, shortened three, and he's through the defensive line. It was a football Oof. reference. But anyway, here is Eileen Dat. She's Marianne's friend, and she cannot say the word murderer enough. <laughs> it definitely shocked me. I never thought I'd know a murderer. You know, I, I used to have this man over to my home. I used to send my kids over there with him. He used to come up to our cottage and spend the weekend with us. And my, I had my kids around this murderer. I never thought in a million years I'd ever meet anyone that was a murderer. So in October 1996, Tim heads south this to is North before, Carolina. This is before he's gone to he trial. He goes on trial in, in North Carolina first because the murder was for, committed first. Right. So he goes on trial. So he goes. He has to go back to North Carolina. Greensboro in October to, to of 1996. stay in trial because they've realized, wait a minute, he, his second wife died by drowning in the home when it was yeah. just the two of them yeah. together in unusual I really circumstances. I really wanted to hear what you dug up on the first one. And yep. I, I love but Paul is saying, Tim, like his chances, heads south. <laughs> oh, no. It's very funny. So he goes down there and he goes to trial. He goes to trial. And the judge, very importantly, allows the details of the murder he has just committed in Pittsburgh to be allowed into court. Tim's defense was pushing for that not to be allowed. Right, the judge overrules it. The, the, I mean, I know the term circumstantial has to come up in here somewhere or another, mm -hmm. but there's a there's a there's a, uh, a place, a position, or whatever when circumstantial is so circumstance that it's almost identical. That it's so overwhelming. You can be convicted on circumstantial evidence. Oh no, no, no! But... I understand that, but for them to say no, 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 this is not a lie. No, 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 this is not a lie. Wait a minute! It's almost exactly the same. Yeah, I don't. I've I've heard cases where like, how is that not allowed in? You know, they you can't you can't mention that he's already in jail for committing a murder right. that's identical to this. That's they the judges said that can't be allowed because it's it's biased, it's right. unrelated. It'll and I'm like, no, no, it's it's very. That's I I don't make a good lawyer. Some of those concepts are just too abstract. Well, but for me. again, it depends on which side of the law you want to be on. Mm -hmm. If you're the defense lawyer, you're fighting against it. If you're the uh, prosecution, you're fighting for it. I I understand all of that. Well, his trial only lasts like a week and a half. And on December, 
On November 1st, 1996, Tim is convicted of first-degree murder, and he gets life in prison. But now he has to head back to Pittsburgh so, to face the second trial. So he Good just time. got life imprisonment in, in, in North, North Carolina. Carolina. Okay. So on May 6th of 1999, the jury in Pittsburgh also found him guilty of first-degree murder, but instead of getting life this time, he gets the death penalty. Death penalty. Here's gay Barbio, uh, Marianne's friend. He got exactly what he deserved. In my eyes, he's a cold-blooded killer, and he took away two lives. That, and he's, he's, he affected so many other lives. You know, the families, the friends, the children. Yeah, she too fucking hates Nobody him. Nobody likes him. Uh, but I, don't, she, she, I don't think his family. I don't think anybody likes no, him. No, I don't think. Any, I, don't I, think I really don't think him. anybody liked him. But uh, you certainly don't like him when you, you he's killed your friend. Of course. But, you know, when I think about it, if, if somebody had killed somebody I cared about or loved, I'm so super tweaked about the death penalty because the death penalty. A lot of innocent people have been killed. You know, a right. lot of innocent people are in jail. I'm just, he's not. He's super guilty. Right. But the death penalty I find problematic. But she, gay has no problem. Gay is like, uh, fucking let him fry. Really? Or no, actually, it's lethal injection, I think. Either right. way, she's like, hand me yep, the needle. I'll yep, do it. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, as of the airing of the episode, he's in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania at a maximum security prison, still filing appeals. We have one last bit from Officer Gary Waters. You know, what goes around comes around, and it, it caught up to him. You know, this guy killed the first one. He walked the streets for four years, laughing at the system. And he thought he was smart enough to kill the second one and get away with it. But uh, just didn't work out that way this time. Yeah, he thought he could get around the beat the system like so many of these dickheads do. And one last bit from Eileen, who can't say murderer this time. <laughs> I feel bad for them. They're good kids. You know, and, and Marianne loved those kids more than anything, and I think she's watching over them now. I really do. Yeah, so that's the twisted tale of Gary Shashowski, or uh, however you say it, ba- who killed two Baskowski. wives. See, you are not familiar. Pittsburgh is filled with names like this. Yeah. And, of course, to me, whenever I hear a name you, like that. How do you say it? Boskowski. 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 Okay. And of course, to me, all I can think of is the movie Monsters, Inc. Mike Wiskowski! The little girl who keeps screaming that I over and over. I never saw it. Oh, <laughs> you knew, you knew uh, I didn't. I, uh, somehow I thought it was a Disney movie. You may have seen it. No. <laughs> I actually have a friend whose who's name, uh, uh, an acquaintance, Wiskowski. his name is, is Paul Wiskowski. And every time I see him, I go, Paul Wiskowski! And he, I can see him just It go. never gets old and you and, do it every single just, time. Yeah, and I, it, That's showbiz, he, baby. He, he, yeah, he does the eye roll. I, I, I actually haven't seen him in a really long time, so I probably won't do it the next My time. My dad... But, uh, my dad at the radio station in North Carolina where they used to work, Walker was the um, st- station manager. And I'm like, it's a good thing I don't work there because every fucking time I would see him, I'd say, Walker, Texas Ranger. And I would, <laughs> I do it every single time. It would never get a laugh. And everybody would oh, be like, well, what about, if you can I be Frank it. with you, Frank? I love can I be Frank. Hey, Frank, if you're listening, if you write your autobiography, I want you to call it, can I be Frank with you? <laughs> Got that from MASH when... Um, uh, Hot Lips is talking. Why do you co- <laughs> you constantly reference Mash? Do you, I'm I'm gonna pick on you. I'm uh, sorry because I think it's really good writing. Nobody knows who that is, Regis. Mash. Nobody. Oh, I no- beg to differ. 
I beg to differ. Okay. Everybody knows. You subtract uh, five years. Uh, nobody knows who MASH is. I'm gonna the, s- I, I bet you your nephews know who MASH is. Nope, they don't. Yes, yes they do. None of the kids at work know. Uh, nobody knows who MASH is. I, nobody. Oh, I'm gonna that's gonna be my thing. You can you can gonna, get MASH I'm, is is it's locked in time. Okay. It was a Vietnam era show. Korean even War. Though it was, <laughs> It was a Vietnam era show about the Korean War. Okay. It is very locked in time. Nobody's gonna. Nobody. I young guarantee people, you. I, that's gonna be my thing between now okay, and our next podcast. Casually ask your nephews. I will casually ask my nephews. I'll ask those guys who are in their twenties who I golf with. Yeah. I will ask, and I bet you, and okay. I will report honestly. Nobody knows who that is. Rachel. At one point, Hot Lips says to Frank, "She's like, can I be frank with you, Frank?" And it's just, it's just that show had a lot of those kind of. I jokes. understand that, but I'll carry over, carry on. I'll carry Grant, there but you I. I will not carry a gun. Okay, there you go. Okay, can I get to my research now? Yeah, if you're done assassinating my references. I'm just, I've asked you repeatedly to update things just a little bit. You're well, you refer- asked me where I got, can, can I be frank with you from? But you, if you put a picture of uh, Mary Elaine, the first wife, yes. next to Mary Ann, the second wife, yeah. I could not tell them apart in pictures. I couldn't from the little bits I saw uh, from the episode. Exactly. From the episode, you cannot... They, they are both... They, they both they color their hair. They both have tight perms. They both have pointy noses. They both have big smiles. I think their eye color is very similar. Okay. Side-by-side pictures, it is difficult to tell them apart. Right. Now, he... Tim has three children with the Mary Elaine. Mm-hmm. The... As kids, they believed their father's innocence. Okay. Even though in afterwards, there's a lot of well, Wait, they, I they, don't they, know. As, as children, they thought their dad was innocent. They don't believe that now. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you what I know. So, of the three children, he is he's completely out of touch with one of them because that kid joined the military and went out into the world. Okay. And he's like, well, from jail. You're talking about now, currently. Growing up after the murder, okay. they believed in their father's innocence okay. because the murder was only four years before. It's that close. It right. was only four years, right. and the life insurance policy on Mary Elaine, who just went by Elaine, but I'm saying Mary, even their names, Mary Elaine, Mary Ann, even uh-huh. their names Very are similar. similar. Yeah, was a hundred thousand dollars. He had a hundred thousand dollars life insurance on policy the first one, on the first wife. Oh, and did he have insurance on the second one too? No, Shit. not that I I do not know. I cannot answer to that. However, there were a couple of other weird circumstances about Mary Elaine. Uh, she was involved in a, a, a kind of a bad car accident, mm-hmm. and he forced her to sue for big money, okay. even though she was actually physically hurt. And one of the complaints was is he still wanted to have sex, even though she was unable. You know, it was, it was painful for it her. Was not, it was not easy for her to do that. Way to think yourself, and he kind Tim. of pushed it. So um, we are we we are led to believe in the research that Mary Elaine was going to leave him. Oh, okay. So, so he has uh, motive. He's got life insurance, and he's going to be correct. She's leave, so that's so. the first wife and the mother of the three children. So uh, introdu- introduction of Mary Ann to the three children. The one boy said, "Is that mom?" Wow. So that's, that's how much the kids look alike. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there's oh, not- and, and apparently Mary Ann was a very good mother to them. Yes, she loved them. Yeah. So because to her, these are three kids that are the you know the uh-huh. children of a dead woman. Blah yeah. blah blah. So uh, and she and Mary Elaine died in a bathtub. 
And any specifics? The only the only specifics are is that the daughter said she heard a thump. Uh-huh. And then there was a thing, and then the, the parents had been fighting, and blah blah blah. But other than that, I, I but again, it was just Tim and, and and Mary Elaine alone. Correct, correct. Okay. So, um, and it was drowning. It was drowning, and it wasn't. Into- I believe yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I, be, I'm yeah. not exactly sure. So, but if you just do a quick Google search, they put all of these pictures of the two of them side by yeah, side. Yeah, it's, it's eerie, and isn't they it? do. They look like sisters. So, Mary Ann. Uh, was a mother to these three kids. And after she'd been married to Tim for a couple of years, I guess she started to get suspicious. Uh. And she reached out to Mary, to uh, his, I believe it was his sister, to talk about Mary Elaine. Mm-hmm. And it got back to him. And shortly after that was when Marianne, this happened to Marianne. Oh, so, so she the was second wife started to get suspicious. suspicious so she was, started to talk to Tim's Sister. She started to talk to people who knew him and stuff, and I think she might have even reached out to Mary Elaine's family, uh-huh. and, were, and, and 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 so she, I think, was also ready to leave the marriage. Yeah, he, well, he sounds like so, an asshole. So, so he doesn't. Apparently, he doesn't like to be left. No. So, um, so the ch- the children, the three children, the only thing that I could really get any information about was the oldest boy, and he said that once he got away from the family and everybody trying to be supportive of Tim, he realized there's no way she would have had injuries like that if he had not been involved. Oh, And so he went out into the world and said, my dad actually, I think my dad's guilty. And he had suffered, and I think the way I read it was, is that he suffers a slight difference of opinion with the with the two other siblings. I don't know how But anybody... he has, well, you, you I, know, that, it's still your dad. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, but that autopsy, and they're like, no, 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 she was. I, but if they, you want to be in the dark, you can be in the dark. You can be in denial, yeah, I suppose. The two of the the oldest son went out into the world and got a different opinion, and he doesn't interact with the two. You know, the, the, the it's a difference of opinion with the two younger ones. So he has lo- uh, the oldest son has dropped all communication with the father. He doesn't talk to him anymore, even though the father has tried to reach out to him through letters to. That must mean he's still alive. Mutual- yes, he is still alive. Um, the death sentence. The death sentence was uh, turned into a life sentence. A life sentence. So he has two life sentences, and he is serving his time in Pennsylvania. And uh, apparently, the oldest son made a joke about, well, of course, North Carolina doesn't want him because Pennsylvania has to pay for the. uh, Oh, yeah. Upkeep. Upkeep. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's expensive. The prisoners are expensive. Apparently. Yeah. So it's very, very interesting. And, you know, you look at the pictures and when you when you go and look at the pictures online and you see him with one of the women, it's difficult to tell which woman it is. It really is. Yeah. That's how much they looked like. So he definitely had a type. Yeah. Whether did. that was what he wanted to kill or he just got pissed and bumped them off because he didn't want to deal with them anymore. It's just disgusting, but... You know, anyway, Tim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rotten. Rotten. Yeah. Rotten he jail. really does. Yeah. Terrible he's a bad guy. person. Um, okay. Well, thanks for coming along on that. Another creepy tale of what is it called? The, what is it the side for when you're killing your wife? Phil, Phyllicide? No, that's parents. Patricide. Patricide is parents. Matricide is when Matricide. you kill your <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening. That's funny. Au revoir, man. Love in heaven. See the love with me.